Hello and welcome to series 9 of This Is My Dram, a whiskey and music podcast in which we review a whiskey and play some songs to go with it. Uh, this episode is a music heavy one as it's our review of our favourite songs of 2019. We have six songs to play for you so strap in, it is a bumper episode. I mean uh, basically c- considering we know that our audience come for the whiskey and sort of put and sort of put up with the music for us to do for us to do an annual special where we just have loads of music and hardly any whiskey is uh, is really quite obtuse of us but we also review a 19 year old whiskey to go with the 2019 theme uh, thanks to Astude Whiskey who kindly provided us with a Gordon and McPhail Connors' choice bottling of an old Pulteney 19 year old whiskey cool excellent right well have we got a science bit for what is Quite an unusual whiskey. I suppose we don't have an old Pulteney science bit yet, so... Yeah, so it's kind of a... I mean, people know what to expect. I reword a Wikipedia page. It's not... Um, <laughs> don't, it's not... don't give away your secrets, <laughs> man. Come on. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> and as usual, we talk a load of complete rubbish, especially during our section, on other cultural recommendations from 2019. What is the use of this water, you will ask? I don't know, but it is bound to be useful, either for cooking or washing up or making coffee. If you're going to fry something... Don't wait to take off your hat before putting the pan on the gas. You know, it's, it's nuts. Don't forget to check out our website, thisismydram.com, uh, where we have an accompanying blog for this episode, uh, reviewing not three, not four, but five other 19-year-old whiskies, as well as all of our podcasts and playlists. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at thisismydram. Uh, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and all that rubbish. Okay, right, on with the episode. Enjoy. This is my dream, this is my dream. Okay, Happy New Year, everyone. Hello, Happy New Year. Is it too late to say Happy New Year now, given that this will be going out in like February, probably? This, the I've heard, I've heard people say fifteenth of January. I think it's supposed to be the the, the cut off, uh, the official cut off, the, the official cut off. But you, you know, we're 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 rule breakers. We're mavericks around here. So, um, <laughs> did you, you know. have a good Christmas and New Year anyway? Well, you know, it was it was tolerable. <laughs> Grumpy um, New Year. Grumpy New Year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, was alright. It was nice. Yeah, well, you didn't have me hanging around for a change, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that, that helped. I occasionally head over to Northern Ireland to see you, but uh, not this year. I was in uh, uh, Reykjavik, um, where I managed to pick up some uh, sheep dung smoked single malt Floki, which is they've... Uh, we, we, back in the day, tried the young malt, um, not the sheep dung smoked one, but we tried the young malt yeah, yeah. of the, uh, the Floki before they had a single malt out. Which was like interesting, but like a bit odd. And then I and so I bought the single malt. They've now released single malts, and they've got like the sheep dung smoked one. They've got the sherry matured one, that, and things like that. So yeah, so it's, it'll be interesting to to try that one and uh, and see what it's like. See see how they've matured and see what their single malt uh, is like compared to their kind of quite raw shall we say um young malt that we tried yeah it's 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 beginning to feel like we've been into whiskey now long enough that some of the new distilleries that were just kind of popping up when we were getting into things are starting to you you know produce their their first proper releases or their 10 year olds or whatever which which is cool you you know it's Mm. kind of like i imagine people who got 
into whiskey in the kind of 80s 90s when it was all kicking off again I probably had the same experience yeah 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 and I think we're going to do the same with uh uh, Spirit of Yorkshire, because you've got their, one of their first single malts as well, haven't you now? Yeah, yeah, I've got the uh, Filey Bay first release, um, which is their first proper malt bottling. So, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have a look at that at some point as well. Excellent. Yeah, well, there you go. So, well, I mean, what we're doing today, listeners, is we're doing something a little bit different to uh, our usual episodes in the uh, every first episode of every year. I think we've done this, haven't we, where we do a bit of a uh, favourite songs of the previous year. And we review a whiskey which has an age statement of that year. So, you know, uh, last year we did the... Oh, God, I can't even remember. Uh, what did we do? Uh, it was the uh, Glendronach 18 we did That's last year um, yeah. for the 2018 and our favourite 2018 song. So it ends up being a bit more of a song and music heavy episode. So if you're into your music... Um, this is the one for for you. Um, we will obviously still review a whiskey, which is great, but uh, we're going to try and play three songs each on the podcast. It's, I mean, um, basically, c- considering we know that our audience come for the whiskey and yeah. sort of put <laughs> and sort of put up with the music for us to do for us to do an annual special where we just have loads of music and hardly any whiskey is uh, is really quite obtuse of us. But oh know, yeah, and I'm going full. I mean, yeah, but for, you know, fuck it, we we. <laughs> We don't get any money for this. No one pays. Exactly. Us, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're doing it for us. So, um, and I'm going full having God on everyone's ass this this uh, this episode. That sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get some having God music, and I'll ease you in gently, so to speak, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll uh, and then I'll get the avant-garde music out. So uh, so yeah. So you're in for a in for a treat, uh, listeners. If uh, but yeah. So we'll do that. Um, but th- the weird thing is, the 19 year old whiskies are pretty rare in terms of mm. um, standard expressions. There's yeah, not yeah. many out there, are there? No, um, they tend to they tend to be either um 18, single cast or, or yeah yeah the, the the yeah 18 or 20 uh, 19 tends to get tends to get skipped over and when they, when they do have them it's usually a a special bottling or something like that so yeah 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 and so on that note we should say a massive thank you uh to Stuart who is at stewed whiskey um on twitter uh, so he's Stuart spelled E W uh, rather than mine spelled the other way, um, but he very kindly did a little dram swap with us um, because we were we put a little bit of a shout shout out for um, kind of nineteen year old whiskies to see which one we should do on this episode, and he said uh, I've got an excellent uh, Gordon and McPhail uh, Old Pulteney Connoisseur's Choice uh, from nineteen ninety nine, and it's a nineteen year old whiskey, um, and so he very kindly sent us a couple a dram each of that one went over to northern ireland with you and one is uh with me in newcastle and uh and yeah we've we you know i think this is about 140 to 150 pounds a bottle this one you can still get it on a few select websites so it's it's running out a little bit um sure. already it's selling out very quickly it's been a very popular one um but it's uh, we've done a few gordon and McPhail's on the podcast before and we've we've usually been a big fan um yeah especially these connoisseurs choice uh bottlings have always been always been really good yeah and we've had um uh ben bowers who works for uh gordon mcphail on the podcast a few times and uh so yeah it's always been always been a pleasure um he's not on today uh, unfortunately but uh but yeah we, we are trying this lovely whiskey um but yeah so thank you f- to uh stewed whiskey we we owe you one and uh big shout out to you um but i also want to do a, another quick shout out 
to someone who got in touch with us uh, over the Christmas period, uh, actually on email rather than Twitter. Most people kind of okay. find us on Twitter. Uh, he, this guy uh, called Alan Brown went to our website and uh, and got in touch with us through there. And I thought um, I'd give him a quick shout out just because he said uh, he had recently toured Scot- Scotland's oldest uh, distillery, the Glen Turret, dating back to 1775. And he recommended that we uh, have a go at the lightly peated whiskey. Uh, from there and he said we could choose golden oldies music as our as our theme so yeah so thanks for that alan uh, appreciate it we will that's a uh, good idea yeah, yeah we'll yeah. definitely i think we're, we've pretty much got our ideas for this series lined up but we'll put that in for series 10 god that sounds mad because uh, yeah, we're on series 9 episode 1 now aren't we so yeah we'll get that in for series 10 who would have thought we would ever get to series 10 I know, yeah. Considering we jumped the shark about five series ago, <laughs> so uh, uh, so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to try that. So thanks very much, Alan, for getting in touch. Appreciate you. Uh, and if anyone else wants to get in touch with us, do give us a shout on Twitter or go to our website and email us or Instagram or anything. We love to hear from you. So uh, so do get in touch. Uh, it'd be lovely to hear from you. That's enough chat. Now let's listen to some music. That's enough chat. Now let's listen to some music. That's enough chat. Yeah. Um, so anyway we've got loads of songs to fit in today so we better get cracking uh so it's uh it's my turn i know you you gave me the pre-podcast uh you know pep talks and like you know keep it easy on the small talk this yeah, time c- this come on Andy. <laughs> this time and you're just bollocking on about everything you can think of <laughs> i know i've not stuck to my own rule have i get on with it yeah we're, we're, we're delaying even more now right come on let's uh let's let's get on it um so we're gonna go for our first song um so our first song today uh, it's my turn to go first and we're going for our favorite songs of 2019 as we previously mentioned and uh for, i think i've gone for one to as i say to ease you in before i get in with the uh the kind of uh, slightly more obscure music um and one song that i think just uh was as soon as i heard it was extremely likable this year uh it actually was released way back uh i think it was the beginning of 2019 um was by bonobo uh bonobo's kind of famous for doing that kind of fortet-esque electronic music uh but he always includes kind of a lot of world sounds i don't know what you'd describe them as but yeah kind of uh, i suppose instruments from various countries and things like that as part of it to mm-hmm. to make it sound a little bit kind of uh uh world music uh so yeah and and so yeah he, he released a, a great little single called idrick this year he didn't actually release an album but he released a couple of singles and uh and i really liked idrick so i just thought i'd uh, i'd play that it's just got a a killer groove uh, and a nice little uh hook running through it uh, it starts out with the little what do you call them andy the little um uh finger finger harp is it well, you, no, not oh sure. yeah uh it's called uh imbira imbira there we go That's you know your stuff so it starts out with a little uh imbira according to andy and uh and then it gets on to uh to kind of this killer groove after it so yeah enjoy bonobo with idrick Thank you. 
There we go, bit of an oboe. Very uh, good. And 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 you said that's that's your likable, accessible choice, is it? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. A bit of bit of glitch, uh, <laughs> bit of glitchy electronic music is my <laughs> likable option. Uh, yeah, so that's there. Uh, yeah, it gets it gets it's all downhill from here, listeners. It gets <laughs> more and more avant-garde from here. So look forward to that. I, I suppose the other thing we should mention is um, our Christmas presents to each other. We didn't do a Christmas oh, yeah. podcast for a change usually we do Christmas presents to each other and blind taste them on the podcast we didn't do it this year but we still gave each other um, a, a Christmas presents uh, in the whiskey form and so uh, so yeah firstly uh, so you gave me well in re- mm-hmm. relating to this podcast today you gave me five 19 uh, year old whiskeys to reflect 2019 uh, yes, which yeah, is yeah. absolutely brilliant and I to accompany this podcast I am putting up a blog uh, on each of them uh, to oh, go along fantastic. with the 2019 podcast, so I've got um, that's going to go up. It's not up as of, as of recording this, but by the time this is released, that blog will be on our website. So check it out. Go to thisismydram.com, and you'll see all of my thoughts on various. Um, well, a lot of them were single cask as well. Thank you so much for those. Yeah, those, no, well, it's, uh, there's such a kind of limited choice with the 19 year olds that actually it, it, it made the set for me really like I didn't yeah. have to look too hard for the ones that would be that I knew would be good without having to try them myself I should spe- specify that you uh, uh, it sounds like you got me five bot- full bottles you, you got me the little drinks by the drams didn't oh you? yeah absolutely uh, absolutely yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean it's very generous as it was but I think if you'd bought me five bottles including three single cask whiskies uh, then I would yeah, uh, I would have had I to go that, all out for your next Christmas present I so. think there's a I think, I think there's a couple of those drams that a full bottle is you know couple of hundred quid or something so uh yeah yeah it was uh, it was it was just the samples this time but I'm, I'm a bit concerned for for this year's Christmas now am I gonna have to get you um 20 year old what? I'm gonna have to get you 20 19 year old samples it's gonna be confusing um well uh and then I got you um because of uh your uh Irish links I got yes, you yeah, the yeah. um that boutique whiskey uh Irish single malt that they released which one did Absolute, I get you again? I can't even remember what. Uh, which. It's fourteen-year-old uh, whiskey number one, batch four, bottle one five eight six of two thousand one hundred and sixteen, um, and it's all gone. 
Is it, is it all literally all gone already? Fantastic. Yeah, I'd, well, I was I was I was sharing it round with uh, quite liberally with uh, people at, uh, uh, over Christmas as well. So uh, you, you know, one that uh, um, has all the the elements of Irish whiskey that I like that a lot of the big Irish whiskey producers don't bother, you know, putting the effort into. So and one of the best labels of all time. Oh yes, yeah, it's got the the saxophone solo horse from uh, my lovely horse, the Eurovision episode of Father Ted. If you it's haven't seen that, by the way, if we've got any foreign listeners who, who won't have heard of Father Ted, probably go on to YouTube and watch uh, Father Ted because it's just, it's kind of, I don't think everyone around the world would get it, but from an Irish point of view, it's absolutely bloody hilarious, isn't it? And, oh, it's great. Uh, and, and, and the few times where they do have, because obviously the theme music was written by Neil Hannon of the Divine Comedy. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he writes quite a few songs that appear with it within the uh the series as well including the eurovision song my lovely horse which ah, is uh, that's neil, neil hannon singing it while they're lip syncing yeah no it's 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 quite a, they're they're definitely not afraid to go for a niche reference with the boutique uh labels like oh, you know yeah, it's definitely. sort of um i can imagine somebody and you know whiskey collector in california or something buying a bottle of that and going this psychedelic horse got to do with anything <laughs> but you know anyway so no thank you very much for that it was uh, delicious and much enjoyed by most of uh, my you know most of my immediate and extended family over christmas as well so well why don't you um accompany that with a, a song of song choice of your own then so uh what's your first song that you've chosen from 2019 that uh, tickled your fancy yeah so uh this one i'll 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 go with it first because it it was quite early last year. I think it was maybe January or February. This this album came out um, uh, certainly the early part of 2019. Uh, the band is uh, The Comet's Coming and mm-hmm. the album was called uh, uh, Trust in the Life Force of the Deep Mystery. So <laughs> immediate, immediately, you know, you're into some psychedelic uh, jazz fusion here. Totally um, reflects the music, that, doesn't it? That, yeah, that yeah, absolutely. So they're a, they're a kind of a trio of jazz musicians, uh, but with with a big uh, electronica and uh, psychedelia kind of interest. And the song that I've chosen is called uh, Summon the Fire, which has a... It's it's got quite a dancey feel to it. Certainly, with the saxophone hook is repeated. Um, they do some quite interesting things with you, you know the 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 offbeat and when things come in in certain points of the bar. Yeah, it's uh, a bit confusing, and, and isn't like it? That. Almost. Yeah, yeah. If you just heard the saxophone part, I think you would yeah. struggle to work out where the first beat in the bar was. Cause yeah, it's, yeah. Without the drum beat, it's it's a yeah, it's it's very clever, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. the the album itself is is patchy i think there's some tracks are better than others um and i don't know whether they're you know what they're going to do in terms of follow-up anything like that but uh i, th- I thought this track was really cool uh from earlier in 2019 so we'll start with that
Yeah, absolutely love that. It's got like this really driving feel to it, doesn't it? There's just mm, like, mm. it's it's totally in your face and so danceable, just kind of like, oh yeah, I, I think it's absolutely great. It's a bit bizarre and off the wall, as I say, like psychedelic yeah, almost, but, yeah. but in a brilliant uh, way. It, it sort of reminds me of some of the some of the early kind of battles records or something like that, mm. um, but with a more jazzy feel to it. So yeah, no, it's cool. Cool, excellent. Right, well, have we got a science bit for what is quite an unusual whiskey i suppose we don't have an old uh pulteney uh science bit yet so is that what we're yeah, going for yeah we haven't yeah so it's kind of a i mean people know what to expect i reword a wikipedia page it's not um <laughs> don't, it's not, don't give away your secrets man come on <laughs> it's not complicated actually for this i think i maybe could kind about a dozen different sources nice. for this Got proper research going on. Yeah, quite possibly. Well, here we go then. This is 2020's first science bit. northern and most inaccessible. Most of its barley was delivered by sea in the beginning, with local fishermen in the employ of the distillery to bring barley and take bottled whiskey away. Old Pulteney was one of the few distilleries to endure a long closure, not for changing market forces, but for a parish-wide prohibition law enforced between 1930 and 1951. The distillery has also outlived most of the town's once burgeoning herring trade in the Pulteney town area of Wick. Guess who that was named after? A unique feature of the distillery is a crooked swan neck still, which is said to have been modified in haste when it was discovered to be too tall for the building it was ordered for. The distillery is also singular in its use of a steel worm tub condenser, where wood is a more commonly used material. Decades of measuring ambient temperatures, water temperature, and the rate of flow through the tub has allowed Old Pulteney to make the most of this tricky method of cooling spirit vapours. Old Pulteney is available in 12-year, 17-year and 21-year core range bottlings and is widely praised for its sweet, spicy and above all briny character. Old Pulteney Gordon and MacPhail 1999 was matured for 19 years in a refill sherry butt and bottled in 2019 as part of a series of 554 bottles. It is bottled as part of the Connoisseur's Choice range at a cask strength of 56.5% ABV. Um, excellent. Okay, thank you for that, Andy. Uh, so we all know about Old Pulteney now. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying this whiskey. I think uh, a combination of the age and the um, Gordon McPhail, who rarely release a clanger, do they? They always release amazing whiskeys. Uh, so uh, as a bottling um, bottling company, so uh, looking forward to this one. Um, before we get stuck in, though, let's just have one more tune uh, before mm-hmm. we go. We've got a lot of uh, music to fit in today, so let's, let's crack on with that. Um, I'm going to go for, uh, well, I mean... 
It's no surprise to anyone who knows me well that I adored Tom York's album this year. It uh, is by far his most experimental, um, but I think by far, I think it's the moment that he kind of defined his sound a little bit. I think it uh, it was an incredible record. It's It took a lot of listening to get into. I think it's not an easy album, um, but it's so rewarding. I think it, he does so much. He squeezes so much into it. And one thing that he does that's so brilliant, and this song uh, kind of epitomizes, is um, the, they use Nigel Godrich's brilliance at kind of creating background ambience along with mm-hmm. Tom York's fantastic electronic instruments up front uh, to create this, this something that just sounds so lush and amazing. Like the, the, when you're listening to the song, just listen to what's going on in the background. Listen to the, as, as everything sweeps in halfway through, uh, it just like takes my breath away a little bit. And when I first listened to the album, it was, as I say, it's quite a tricky listen. And I, I kind of was just getting my head around it the first time. But then this song in the middle of the album just hit and it just kind of took my breath away a bit and I was sitting in 39 degree heat in Italy and I had goosebumps because it was like it was it was such an impactful song mm-hmm. and, uh, unusually for Tom York he, it's all monotone uh, so it's kind of almost like spoken word but it's not he's kind of singing monotone um, and with the odd kind of digression away from that um, so it's not about the melody this one it's more it's got a more kind of uh, it's all about the beautiful chords underneath and the the lyrics that he's saying and the and the ambience in the background I just think it I, I mean oh, I just think it's, it's a gorgeous gorgeous track uh, it's called <coughs> Dawn Chorus and by far one of my favorite tracks of the year I think it's absolutely brilliant so uh, close your eyes and enjoy this uh, well close your eyes if you're not driving or something that'll be uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know yeah. people like listening to podcast driving. That I mean, Jesus, we shouldn't have to tell you, but you know, yeah. I suppose we have to. I just don't want to give instructions and then get sued, you know. So, uh, but this is the the stunning dawn chorus by Tom York.
stuff yeah yeah it reminds me of that thing where uh you know where you you leave the the headlights on in the car and then you open the car door and it's doing that kind of beep beep it's got that kind of got that kind of feel to it with the with the uh with the sample so yeah 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 um so yeah there we go um brilliant brilliant album as well if you want to check that out as i say a challenge to give it a few listens uh, to let it sink in a bit but uh, seeing him live next year on my birthday so I'm looking forward oh, really? to that oh really oh cool um, so that should be great um, but yeah so I'm keen to crack on I'm uh, and that, that restraining order has been lifted has it <laughs> I'm not allowed in the first three rows so uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, is, he is a legend <clears throat> those of you that don't know he's Radiohead's lead singer I should have said that um, and I might be quite a big fan of Radiohead I don't know if anyone's noticed uh, so <laughs> but yeah so let's crack on and taste uh, the old Pulteney uh, Gordon McPhail, Connors' Choice, a 19-year-old um, whiskey, uh, sherry matured, 
and let's see what we get. So let's start with the nose, Andy. What are we getting as we dive in? It's really got that uh, cut grass note that I always really like. Mm. It's um, for me Bit. the thing that instantly is hitting is the uh, it's uh, spices. It's the um, rich spices. Tell you what it reminds me of. You know the um, Macmira you bought me for last Christmas. Yes, yeah, yeah. That yeah. had the mulled wine finish. So it's the right. Macmira Vinterglod. Uh, with the mulled wine finish, it has an element of that, and I think that's this the hard, almost like the um, red, almost like red wine and spices, or kind of uh, sherry and spices kind of uh, feel to it that has that mulled winey element in there. Yeah, no, definitely the the and and the uh, yeah the kind of dark fruits and the nuttiness you would expect from from that as well. Um, I haven't said it in a while, but I'm getting menthol. Um, hey right everyone's go. got a drink come on listeners first one of 2020 you've got to down a down a, a shot of something that you can uh afford to down what what would you down hate club or something shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can have a shot of that that's fine it's made for being shot uh shotted is that a word yeah it's well it's made for being shot out of a cannon into the <laughs> sea but um, uh 2020 and we're already being negative we try not to be negative about things but there you go who am I kidding? Yeah, and I, th- I know what you mean. There's that high-end kind of note that's a bit more like grassy and like herby, isn't there? But the um, for me, the stewed, stewed kind of fruits is kind of coming through really strongly. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think we've said it before about that kind of you know standing on a a, a cliff's edge at the sea and that that kind of um, uh, freshness in the in the salty air. It's it's really mm. got all that, all that kind of. Uh, as with as with every old Pulteney, it's it's got that really kind of uh, coursing through it. So yeah, really good. And uh, a little bit of kind of I'm I'm getting kind of like um like sultanas and cinnamon kind of uh, that kind of element. I would want to say you know when you used to get like the like stewed apple with sultanas in it and cinnamon um, kind of dusted on top, kind of that but without as much of the apple. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. So yeah. Mm. Fascinating. I'm really uh, eager to to dive in on the palette, see what it's like. Let's uh, let's go for it. It's very cyclical straight away with that um, cask strength. So mm-hmm. it you you get the you get all the sweetness from the sherry. Yeah, the sweetness uh, finish is really up front uh, originally, and then and then you get a kind of real hit of the the uh, the spice and a bit of the alcohol kind of burn as well because it is quite a high ABV. Yeah, no, definitely getting that. I think uh, you have to go back for a couple of sips to get all of the um, flavours out of this one once that alcohol has subsided. Yeah, I mean, all, the, all of those stewed fruit elements coming through, but it's a, it's the real rich, dark fruits, isn't it? Yeah, that, and it's, it's quite through. kind of, it's quite a kind of oily, viscous whiskey as well. Um, very oaky, you, you know, un- unusually oaky, actually, for a sherry finish. What's really fascinating about it is it's unmistakably got that Old Pulteney kind of marine salty briny character but it's totally transformed it into something that is very unlike what you would get with the old Pulteney core range so it's not just a here's a slightly older version of what you would get if you went to the distillery and bought something from their from their bottlings it's it's very different yeah absolutely yeah and when i have tasted old Pulteney's in the past I've always got the, from the core range, I've always got the meaty notes that you occasionally get with whiskey. I'm getting none of that with this one. No, um, no. It's a lot more um, 
yeah, it's a lot more focused down the sherry line, and actually a little bit of uh, butteriness in there as well. Buttered malt loaf, maybe I want to say. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I was going to say like butter fudge, that kind of yeah, yeah. sweet, uh, sweet uh, sh- sugar and butter combined. Oh God, well that just makes me want some of uh, that high high yeah. whiskey's fudge. Yeah, I want exactly. Some, uh, I want some whiskey fudge, Sarah. You know what to do. Uh, Sarah, Sarah's actually been in touch a lot um, over the Christmas period as well, calling us Anton Deck as always. So uh, good, good, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, no, it's so, a fair point. She, she um, said she, she said she accidentally referred to us as Anton Deck the other day, and then realised that <laughs> that's not actually our names. Um, so yeah, thank you, Sarah, for that, and uh, we look forward to some 2020 fudge and uh, whiskey fudge and whiskey chocolates coming coming our way. So let us know when the next batch is released, so we can buy some. Um, highly recommended for anyone who hasn't uh, tried. Um, but yeah there's definitely that that sugary fudge element in here isn't there um and on the finish are you getting anything coming through well, that's I a bit was, different what i was going to say is while you were waffling on there for five minutes um <laughs> the uh the the finish has sustained nicely throughout so it's you, <laughs> well, you know i think well you can put that on the bottle it's guaranteed for the finish to last through one of stew's rambles yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a new. You could talk about a short finish, medium finish, long finish, and a finish that will last as long as uh, Stu talking nonsense. <laughs> it's definitely got a nice, long, warming feel to it, hasn't it? As it goes. Yeah, all, all the spice and and things you you expect from the the sherry cask. Uh, Ch- chocolatiness in there as well, maybe. In the finish, maybe just um, me. maybe just me. No, no, I, c- I can see that. I was I was going to say that that oakiness is still still in there. Which is a real, you know, surprising element, mm. um, but but really good. And a slight mustiness in there, which I always like with older sherried whiskies. I think you do get that mustiness, and I think that is coming through, which is very nice. Yeah, and I actually haven't, especially over, because normally over the Christmas period, I'll have some uh, Glenfarclas or something like that to, to get that liquid Christmas pudding kind of... Mm. Uh, thing that everybody goes on about uh, but I, I haven't actually had uh, a, a good you know I haven't actually had a sherry finished whiskey for ages now or, or a predominantly sherry finished so it's it's uh, it's really nice to remind myself of its uh, um, of its strong points when it's done well mm. yeah absolutely excellent right well any final thoughts before we uh, uh, move on from uh, this amazing whiskey that uh, again thank you to at stewed whiskey Stuart on Twitter um, for sending this to us because this is quite something, isn't it? Quite lovely. Um, it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not tempted to put any water in it. I think it's, I think it's just about right. I think now um, I've got used to it. Um, yeah, I'm, I, the same. Um, at first sip, I think you know, going in as my first whiskey of the night, I think it, it did hit me quite hard. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I think the, the strength of it is spot on, and I think Gordon McPhail are very good at that, getting the strength about right. Of the yeah, cast strength yeah. whiskies, um, I think this one is absolutely spot on. So yeah, um, yet another uh, absolute classic from Gordon and McPhail. So, yeah, uh, really, really, really good. Can't uh, can't sing the, their praises enough. I, I do think they they put out cracking whiskies. Where for a bottling company, I think they do do it, get it right every time. This is my dram. This is this is my dram. This is my dram. This is this is my dram. This is my dram. This is my dram. This is my dram. Who? Excellent. Right. Well, um, how about you crack on with uh, another song, um, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to talking about perhaps our other recommendations from 2019 and um, and things like that after after your song. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean the second choice is 
Um, and I kept I kept thinking this is one I'm going to keep in for the playlist for a bit of a joke, but I, but I really think it, it's a good track and it's a good album. It's not an album I was expecting to to like. I knew there was a bit of hype and people were waiting for for it and were kind of saying that she'd done a good job with this one. So it's it's Lana Del Rey's album, not an artist I'd massively listened to in the past. She came out with a, a new album. It's called uh, Norman Fucking Rockwell, in reference to the the kind of famous American painter. And it's it's got this real kind of broken American dream kind of sense to the album. And I'm always, I'm a real sucker for these kind of albums of, you know, people who are, you know, that, that narrative character of, you know, I could have made it kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is what the whole album's got, and especially this song. But there's a real kind of sense of humour to how she's done it. It's not very... It manages to not be too pretentious. It's a bit pretentious, but not too much. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, she does. She does err on the side of pretentiousness sometimes. But yeah. she, I think you're right. And as a pop artist, she's always done interesting stuff and always had a quite languid, quite um, relaxed style, which which always kind of appeals and 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 does get, bring about a sense of something something a bit bigger than, than yeah. Was, and I think in the past, about. you know, I guess a lot of people might have just heard things like uh, video games, the big single that mm. she she broke yeah, through yeah. with you know because she started out as a uh, under her own name which i can't remember lana del rey's like a stage name basically mm. um and uh she was a kind of lounge jazz singer initially and then broke into this kind of femme fatale pop uh persona and i, I always find the voice really overproduced and not that easy to listen to and there there is plenty of production on the voice but it's kind of used more sparsely and to uh, to to better effect in in this album, but you get the the main vocal in this song, the greatest, the one I'm going to play, um, is you know it's it's fairly that's, close. That's the name of the song, by the way. It's called yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you, it um, just sounded like a description there. This is the greatest yeah, I'm going to play. This is the greatest <laughs> song ever. Greatest song ever. Um, you, you know the the vocal's quite kind of clean and close, and there's there's not they haven't done too much to it, and it shows off her her uh, singing talent, which I don't think's been particularly evident in in her previous work to be honest but hey well um, I, I read an article about how pop music has changed in the last decade and one of the things that they were saying was um that close vocals where it's almost like whispered into the mic has yeah. become is become is starting to become huge in the pop uh, industry which it never would have been previously and i think this is this is evident of that um and i think also pop music has gone from being something to be ridiculed to uh, some of the most interesting stuff that's coming out i mean there are pop pop artists out there that are now producing more interesting stuff than a lot of the guitar bands out there because <laughs> they're, take, yeah. they're taking risks they're doing interesting things with rhythm they're doing interesting things with melody they've got so many people working to create these this thing that's really interesting and uh, I actually think pop music is is has become this decade uh, one of the most innovative types of music which is almost it's always been the opposite and I think anyone that's kind of a bit snobby about pop, pop music like I used to be you know in the noughties I would have scoffed at anyone that was listening to something that was vaguely in the pop world mm-hmm. um, I, I, I now look at people like that and go ah but you, you're just living in that era that the noughties when people did scoff at pop music and it was a bit silly and a bit throwaway but actually now if you listen to it it's it, there's some really interesting stuff and don't get me wrong there's still some shit there's still some throwaway mainstream shit out there but when someone does it really well it's absolutely brilliant and this album i think you know 
has been pre- pretty much top of everyone's end of 2019 lists. I think, you know, any sort of reputable music website has had this in the top 10 and a lot of them have had it in number one. Uh, and I think that's because of a, for a reason is that it's musically, it's really interesting album. It's really, uh, and I haven't deep dived it as much as I should, but um, but I know it's, yeah, the, what I've heard is it's a fantastic album. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's have a listen. Mr. Fireball. L.A. 
waves and flames, it's getting hot. Kanye West is blonde and gone. Life on Mars ain't just a song. Oh, the life stream's almost on. Excellent, there we go. So, The Greatest by Lana Del Rey. Thank you for that. Um, I will also be putting some pop music on the playlist uh, later on. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to live by what I was saying in terms of uh, my love of pop music. Uh, good, good. It, that's grown this decade. Um, but, yeah, so thank you for that. So, um, what we'll do is uh, let's chat a little bit about um, our favourite... Let's do some favourites from 2019, starting with your favourite... Uh, whiskey of the year what was the favorite whiskey you tried over the course of 2019 the whiskey style that i discovered last year and and really enjoyed and you um assisted with this was was the the rum finish uh whiskeys which i hadn't really mm. uh gotten into before so um the the balvany caribbean cask was actually probably the one that i that i most enjoyed i drank that bottle terribly quickly it's a shame shamefully quickly because it was just so good yeah I, was, I met up with a group of friends um in a cottage kind of last week and last weekend and um my mate who is getting into whiskey called ian who was there um he said he occasionally listens to our podcast very nice of him seeing as he's getting into whiskey uh, and he was saying that he had listened to our caribbean cask episode got the bottle and he said it was his favorite whiskey um that he had tried he'd absolutely loved it so yeah um for me i think it was i mean i'm just gonna go for pretty much what's top of our travel league table uh it was the teeling 24 revival series that uh one that we got sent a drama of that was absolutely stunning yeah, i just couldn't the, i couldn't get over it. it it absolutely blew me away anyone that listened to that episode will have heard me just kind of going oh my god this is just stupidly good um mm-hmm. because it absolutely was so yeah i think that was my that was my favorite uh, of that um any other recommendations from the year books uh podcasts um tv shows films anything else that you think is worth uh, shouting out. Uh, I mean, for any for any of the kind of music and literature fans, uh, this book came out last year called Doxology by Nell Zink. It's a novel set in New York. Uh, starts with a kind of a uh, couple of punk rockers that meet in the eighties and carries all the way through nine eleven and various things into kind of modern day New York. And it's it's very uh, funny and very cynical. It's exactly the kind of thing I. I like to read. I also, yeah. So I know, I know. There's a fair few listeners to to the podcast who are quite into their their food as well as their their whiskey. Um, and for somebody who likes uh, kind of uh, a pretentious Frenchman telling them off um, about things that he has no uh, <laughs> he has no business telling them off about, it's it's perfect. So so one of the bits he kind of advises: uh, light the gas the moment you come into the kitchen. 10-minute cookery is impossible without gas. Put a large saucepan of water onto the gas, slip on the lid and let it boil. What is the use of this water, you will ask? I don't know, but it is bound to be useful, either for cooking or washing up or making coffee. If you're going to fry something, don't wait to take off your hat before putting the pan on the gas. You know, <laughs> it's, it's nuts. And, and, like, there's no real recipes in it. I like it. Edouard de Pommier, uh, Cooking in 10 Minutes, it's, uh, it's where it's at. Nice. Very good. Um, yeah, I feel we need to do an episode where we kind of, we do whiskey pairings with uh, with some 
uh fancy food or something um but yeah so uh yeah if, if i mean recommendations from me i don't think i need to recommend fleabag because i think everyone's yeah, heard yeah, of it but, but that second series just absolutely blew me away um but yeah perhaps things that people have heard less of um giri haji uh was a japanese slash uh british crossover well how would you call it kind of crime drama i suppose uh which was absolutely fantastic set in tokyo and london and i it was absolutely brilliant oh, it was on the B- bbc still on iplayer i think if you uh if you've got iplayer uh, i just i just thought it's absolutely brilliant i thought they absolutely nailed that so yeah watch that if you can um and anything else they'll probably do obviously obviously chernobyl was good um, oh, chernobyl. oh yeah that was that yeah, was yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. brilliant everyone must have seen it and the accompanying podcast where they tell you yeah, all the facts yeah, about yeah. it and yeah oh absolutely brilliant yeah if you haven't yeah seen i think I, th- I think that podcast kind of not that anybody buys dvds anymore really but you know it sort of killed off the dvd extra completely as a, yeah. as a form because it was just like an accompanying, a, an accompanying podcast episode by episode is clearly the best way to um uh, immerse yourself a bit more in the in the in the story of of, of something so yeah really, like that that was that was really good and, and it um, all taught us of course that one thing you've got to be careful is not to expose yourself to too much radiation or chernobyl fall off There we go. I try. Good. I try. <laughs> shall, shall I read some more from the cookbook? Maybe just like uh, the, the bad jokes haven't disappeared just because it's 2020. What can I say? Uh, anyway, so uh, let's crack on with another song. Then we'll drum a league table and uh, finish off. Um, so my second song, uh, third song, in fact, I'm, I'm not used to us doing three songs each on the podcast. Uh, is from my album of the year, which is uh, a good old bit of avant garde. Uh, pop slash r&b i suppose you could call it yeah uh, yeah which is fka twigs who is a uh, artist from uh, the uk and she basically has blown my mind i'd always i'd always heard of her before and listened to the odd song by her but never really given her the time of day and mm-hmm. uh, i saw her album uh, magdalene had um, basically featured in pretty much every single top 10 of every reputable website uh, of their year-end list so i thought okay i'll give it a go um and of the top 10s that i you know listened to top 10 albums i listened to from those lists this one absolutely blew me away uh for its creativity its unusualness its melodies uh just everything about it the, the production is is just incredible it's so it's got so much space in it um, they've really stripped everything back and focused so much on her voice. And I think it's absolutely stunning. Um, and the thing I love about it, obviously being a Björk fan, there's the production I borrowed a lot from uh, yes, Björk, yeah. especially the Homogenic album and, and Vespertine albums. And the vo- vocally, I think she almost has a lot of. Obviously, there's there's an R and B element to it, but also there's a bit of kind of Kate Bush kind of when she goes into that higher register, it just kind of Definitely, has yeah, that yeah. that feel to it. And the whole album just you know the first two songs are just some of the most bizarre um you know vocal pieces i've i've ever heard in terms of structure and and melody and then you know there's there's stuff that's a bit more accessible on there but it's all very avant-garde and she's technically a pop artist and this stuff is like sure it's just kind of it's so off the wall and so imaginative um and so the song i'm going to go for a sad day i think it's one of the more accessible uh songs on the album i think if i were to play one of the more uh, uh odd pieces it would jar so much out mm, out of mm. the context of the album that it might 
you know, wouldn't work on the podcast. So I'm going to play one of the more accessible pieces. But even still, you'll be able to tell from the melody and the structure that it, you know, it, it, it's got this this oddity. And the production, just wait till the beat comes in about halfway through. The production on that beat is just kind of, it's, you know, the, the guy she worked with uh, on the production, she produced a lot of it herself, but the guy she worked with to do some of the beats, he's just come up with some incredible stuff. It's one of those albums where I listen to it and I actually go, can't actually work out how you would go about writing this stuff because it's so mm, interesting mm. and unusual so if you are into your avant-garde r&b as everyone is surely what Who uh, <laughs> then uh listen to this album give it the time of day give it two or three listens and really get into it and uh, s- some of you i think if you are into odd odd experimental stuff you'll absolutely love it so uh, this is sad day by fka twigs <laughs> Get him. 
intentions to cleanse you and take you. The city house where the crime to seduce you and claim you. So it's time. And it's a sad day for sure. Would you make a, make a, make a wish on my love? Ah. Okay, there we go. Bit of sad day. It's really like, um, yeah, because when we were planning the music for for this episode, you you texted me your your choices and said you really need to you really need to listen to this FKA Twigs mm. uh, album. And and I'm still I'm still at the point of uh, I've listened through it twice, and I really like it, but I can tell that it's going to take a bit more. Mm. I, I want to spend a bit more time with it um, just to really kind of. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's one of those things where it doesn't it doesn't need to be that good for for the kind of music it is, mm. <laughs> you, you know. You know, and that sounds sounds ridiculous, but you know, so much of that R and B pop stuff, you know, you can fire in a few presets and you know you get the basic gist, but it, it really really put the work into the the songwriting and the production, and it's uh, it's it's a cracking album. Yeah, it's, it's it's it takes a long time to digest it. You're absolutely right, but the rewards for doing so. Ah, oh, what an album! What an album! I feel I'm going to be obsessed with it for for years to come. Uh, but anyway, uh, I could talk about FKA Twigs all day. We should just do a separate FKA Twigs. Yeah, podcast. yeah. This yeah. is my Twigs. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, so let's move on. Let's drama league table this. Old Pulteney, okay. uh, Gordon McPhail, Connors' Choice. Because it's a Drummy League table, reckon all the whiskey to you can tell which is the best. Okay, so, Jamie Lee Table, I'm pretty sure it's your turn to go first. I know. I, I guess it probably I, is. I always ask you and you always say it's your turn to go first, so this time I'm going to push it on you. So, what are we going for on the nose? It's a solid nine for me. I think it's just a, it's really complex, um, gives a good hint of what you're in for, everything you could kind of want from a nose. I think you could sit with it for a long, long time before ever actually drinking the dram as well, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to join you on the nine. I think uh, absolutely right. Really interesting. Lots of different stuff coming through. Um, definitely unusual for an old Pulteney as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go nine. Uh, what about the palette? I dropped down slightly to an eight with the palette. Um, I think they've done done something really interesting by taking the character of the old Pulteney and kind of hiding it in beneath that that predominant sherry finish, but. Uh, in a way that creates something quite harmonious, but it's not right up there with the nines and tens. But obviously, eight out of ten is still still a very good uh, score. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I think it is up there. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick with nine. Um, I think it, it does give enough 
interesting new things in there to add that complexity and give it a nine for me so i'm going to go nine uh, and finally on the finish uh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll say nine on the finish the le- uh, length of the finish and also the complexity that it uh retains throughout that so absolutely yeah i'm gonna uh yeah i'm gonna stick on nine as well for the finish i think you're absolutely right i think it just just uh, there's some new notes coming in for me and uh the length of it the warmth of it the cast strength means it goes on a bit a bit like like, you, like you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah i'm gonna go nine fantastic yeah so that's gonna be high scoring that's got a score of 53 so that's gonna enter into the top 10 um on our drama league table which um hopefully by the time this is this podcast released has been updated and shared on our social media and website so if you want to see our list of well over 50 whiskeys now that we've got on the drama league table <laughs> You can see, uh, you can see this one. Yeah, it's comfortably in the top ten uh, for that. So yeah, good stuff. Okay, so uh, we've got your final song. Uh, Andy to finish off the episode um, well not quite we've got a couple of things a couple of admin bits after that but what's the final song are you going to play for the podcast today you can probably tell the listeners more about this than I can because you're a big John Hopkins fan yourself so it's uh, no this is a, a remix of a earlier track I think yes. I'm right in saying one from the um, Singularity album of last of 2018 I should say uh, which was called Luminous Beings yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the remix is uh, Luminous Spaces, but he's uh, collaborated with uh, a Welsh musician, uh, Kelly Leones, um, who's she'd be in that kind of folktronica kind of. Uh, no, no, she's actually deep electro. She's um, so I featured a song by her um, on the Octomore episode when we had eight as a theme. Cause oh got, yes, she's of got a song yeah. called Eight and uh i love it i think it's obviously great but it's like very much kind of minimalist deep techno um and yeah she released a great album in 2018 as well and i actually saw her and john hopkins uh at blue dot festival i saw them both yeah on the bill um in the same tent uh one after the other and yeah so that maybe i I like to think that's where they met and they uh they did this collaborate they got together yeah they were afterwards they were like we should do a song together and maybe we'll get on that amazing whiskey and music podcast um (laughs) and obviously john hopkins who's this kind of you know musical genius perfect pitch kind of uh classically trained pianist who producer extraordinaire yeah yeah who was like doing uh, Stravinsky concertos at the Royal College of Music and then decided he really liked Acid House. Um, <laughs> and, liked, uh, he decided he liked taking acid and, uh, and sitting yeah, in deserts yeah. in, in America and coming up with uh, fucked up um, electronica, yeah. I think he was sort of building his own like uh, MIDI synths when he was like 15 and stuff. So, But uh, yes, it's a collaboration between them. It's a remix of a song from, from earlier, but it's it's got really nice kind of textures as you would expect from producer like John Hopkins and it's got one of the best dance music drops that I've heard in a long time when that uh, when that bass line kicks in it's just Jesus so, Christ, it's so yeah, dirty yeah. isn't it it's such a dirty yeah, bass yeah. line it's quite a lush song but the bass line is so dirty I just yeah, love it yeah. when it just comes in um, yeah it's, it's just it's a cool track but, so yeah. let's have a let's have a listen to that yeah so this is Luminous Spaces by John Hopkins and Kelly Lee Owens here it is Thank you. 
Yeah, euphoric, eh? Kind of like epic, euphoric, fantastic, yeah. Um, it's actually, what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to have the long version on the podcast with the outro just underneath what we're going to talk about now. So Good idea. listeners, yeah, you yeah, should be yeah. hearing that now. Because, so we're still... Because I just want the, yeah, I just, I just think the long version with that, um, you know, it's just got that beautiful instrumental in, in the outro and I think... yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave that rumbling away. If we kept, so if we just, play... I, I, I just imagine we can hear that now. Yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds great. That sounds really great. Uh, oh, listen to this bit. Listen to this bit. Oh, yes, that's so oh, good. Cool. Oh, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> be, it'd, be, it'd be cool if that turns out to be a really good bit of the song. Just, <laughs> yeah. just if you I know, bleak totally. it. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. This bit. This bit. Ah, oh, that's great. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> And yeah, so um, I think John Hopkins, I'm seeing him again this year, actually. We saw his, his kind of like, yeah, his, his hardcore electro uh, set twice last year. Um, and this year he's doing a, a classical um, concert where he's going around doing his kind of softer versions of his songs in classical form. Mm. Um, right. So we're going to see that in March. Because I mean, I, I saw him back when he was doing all the collaboration stuff with uh, King Creaso. King Creaso, yeah, yeah. And, and doing, stuff, all, yeah. Doing, doing all that um kind of folk uh, stuff and the uh, dream pop stuff and things so yeah it's, it's whatever genre he turns his hand to he's all, just seems to always be amazing yeah nice Scottish link there with King Crusoe as well so, mm-hmm. um, cool. so we've got three more songs from 2019 to put on a play so if you want to kind of our 2019 um, picks of the year playlist uh, you can go to Spotify and uh, search This Is My Dram or One Word and you'll find our every single playlist we've done for every single episode on there or you can go to our website and find the playlists linked to all of the blogs that we do um, and so the remaining three tracks I'm going to put on this 
2019 uh, one. Well, firstly, a song that I was so close to including on the podcast, um, but given you'd done Lan- Lana Del Rey as a, as a pop offering, I thought I'd, uh, I'd save a pop offering for the playlist. Um, the most interesting and rhythmic and surprising album of the year for me was Self Esteem's uh, Compliments Please album. Uh, it didn't do massively commercially brilliantly this year, um, right. because I think it fell between the cracks a bit. I think it wasn't quite poppy enough for Radio 1, wasn't quite alternative enough for Six Music, wasn't quite yeah, old enough yeah. for Radio 2. Um, sorry for anyone who listens to Radio 2, that sounds like I'm slagging it off. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was a bit too young for Radio 2, I think. Um, and so it fell between the tracks, uh, the cracks. And I think Radio 6 Music are just picking up now that everyone's really into self-esteem and uh, it was more a case of word of mouth i think everyone who, yeah all of my kind of music musicy mates who were into their like proper musos uh, when i said what are your favorite albums of this year so far throughout the year pretty much everyone would say self-esteem uh, and these are people that wouldn't usually listen to necessarily pop pop albums and they were saying you've got to listen to self-esteem it's great and basically she used to be in a band an indie band called slow club and she, oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah. she basically went out on her own and d- decided to do a pop album and become a pop artist. She released this incredible album, Compliments Please. I saw her at Blue Dot Festival as well in the summer, way down the bill again because she's, she's not, the album's not been as successful as it really should have done because it's absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, and the song I love from it that I'm going to put on the playlist is called Girl Crush. Uh, which is a commentary on the uh, uh, raising bisexuals uh, by pretending that uh, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl and all that is is just a girl crush when actually maybe girls actually fancy girls. Um, so she's she's bisexual herself and she's just, uh, it's her commentary on that. Great little song, catchy as fuck, but also really interesting strings and uh, flutes on there as well. So, so yeah, uh, great song. And then I'm also going to go for um, Kate Tempest. Uh, Kate yep. Tempest is an artist I ignored for a long time because it didn't sound like the kind of music I usually into. And then I saw her live and she absolutely blew me away. She's so powerful um, and so uh, passionate about what she does. And she's basically a poet, really. I mean, it's set to music. Yeah, but she's yeah, effectively yeah. a poet. And she's kind of like a poet for for millennials like me who uh, think a bit too hard about things. Um, so she really feels like she's she's speaking to me, man. You know, she's really speaking to my heart. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so yeah. So when I listen, when I saw her live, uh, she was like doing saying all this stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I agree with all this. Yeah, what she said. And I kind of turned around, and everyone in the audience was like crying like they were just it's so emotional um and so yeah she just blew me away and and so got into the albums that she's released and uh yeah one of the songs she released last year was called hold your own which is the Mm, one that really kind of grabs me every time really minimal music and production in the background just really simple um and then just a really powerful poem over the top that just just uh, really gets me every time so nothing you can buy will ever make you more whole. This whole thing thrives on us feeling always incomplete. And it is why we will search for happiness in whatever thing it is we crave in the moment 
And it is why we can never really find it there. It is why you will sit there with the lover that you fought for, in the car you sweated years to buy, wearing the ring you dreamed of all your life. And some part of you will still be unsure that this is what you really want. Stop craving. Hold your own. The problem with Kate Tempest is you can't, to you can't listen to her casually. You have to actively listen to her because you have to listen to the lyrics. Otherwise, it's just kind of someone talking in the background. So, uh, yeah, you have to kind of like properly listen to Kate Tempest. Um, but if you do, it's very rewarding. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not one not one to have on in the car because you'll just forget what you're doing and drive into a wall or something. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one for active listening. But active listening is good. You've got to, you've got to teach yourself to not passively listen to things. So, yeah, as a music fan. Uh, and finally, I am going to go for uh, Beirut's uh, Gallipoli. I love Beirut. Beirut's yeah, great kind song. of mix of Balkan and alternative um, kind of sound is just absolutely great. I love th- I just the, uh, the, the, the brass he uses. As a trumpeter, you must appreciate his all that brass he uses on yeah the songs. yeah no, the, uh, the, uh, the, and the and the horn line in, the, in in this particular song is is cool oh it's beautiful isn't it and yeah, i think really, there's really something nice. about those kind of horn lines that makes me feel this kind of this this nostalgic kind of even though i you know i'm not nostalgic for anything that had horns in uh <laughs> for some reason that that makes me think of a kind of like a bygone era that i didn't even exist in um and so yeah i think it's I, th- I love his stuff i love the horn sections and it's just a very nice uh slow and and interesting song that just yeah just just stirs something in me and i don't know where it yeah. comes from so gallipoli by beirut Okay, there we go. So I finished my pretentious shit chat about my favourite songs of the year. Now it's uh, yeah, down good, to you. good. That was that was as long as the finish of a good whiskey. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard Dawson, who's kind of gone from strength to strength over the last few years. Really, he was this kind of little-known uh, artist in Newcastle who was gigging around the same time as we were gigging around the town, and you know, people were kind of. Most people who saw him were like, I can't understand why this guy's not famous. And then he got famous. Uh, and certainly the, uh, you know, the Guardian music columns and things and Pitchfork and stuff have been really, really behind uh, behind his work. But the the most recent album, which is called 2020, which is good, you know, brings us into the uh, <laughs> brings us into the year. It's the it's got that same kind of thing of it's storytelling uh, storytelling as as songwriting, and it's. Um, uh, big big melodies that just every few bars will go somewhere a bit weird, either with a chord or a sound that you weren't weren't kind of expecting. So yeah, he's he's just a great storyteller, and when he lets his voice fly, you, there's very few better singers alive on the planet. I know I must be 
second choice, uh, a band I know absolutely nothing about. I just saw them uh, listed on a albums you may have missed in 2019 and, and checked it out. The band are called Cara Cara. And they had an EP called Better last year, and this is the title title track off the the uh, the EP. And I just I like the um, it starts off as a fairly by numbers uh, guitar pop indie kind of track, um, but it lets fly with the dynamics and the energy in the second half much more than that kind of music normally does, and it's often what I'm what I'm kind of, with the more twee kind of indie music, I'm kind of thinking, you know, will someone put their foot on a fucking distortion pedal now <laughs> and, like, give this thing a bit of, like, energy? Um, and, and that's precisely what this song does. jazz musician who I've been following for, for years. He's uh, born in New Orleans and based in New York. Uh, I saw him in the Blue Note of, over in New York. Um, uh, Christian Scott, and he's from this kind of Creole Indian tradition um, and uh, has quite a kind of angry political side to his uh, to his music as well. He was um, uh, a victim of uh, some police brutality when he was a bit younger, so he's kind of got that element coming through his music. And the the record he released uh, last year called Ancestral Recall is kind of um, a bit of a concept album in that it's it's a, a kind of tribal story that runs through it, and he's got various vocalists and spoken word artists that uh, that he hasn't had in the past. It's all been instrumental jazz music. Uh, and he's brought in these kind of voice artists to add bits of story and bits of singing to the to the thing, and it's it's got a, a really a really cool kind of uh, drum beat using the Creole Indian um, uh, textures and stuff in this in this uh, this track that I'm going to put on, which is called the Shared Stories of Rivals. The symbols stood for what they stood for But we sat and watched Fantastic, there we go So uh, a few songs for you to check out there, listeners And we'd love to hear what your favourite songs of And whiskies of 2019 were um, So let us know, give us a tweet Give us an email and let us know what your your favourites were because we're keen to check them out as well. So uh, so give us a shout uh, as soon as you can, um, as soon as you've listened to this, uh, to let us know what your thoughts are. Excellent. Right. Well, there we go. That is our first podcast of 2020. Uh, we've got coming up next uh, an Australian special. Uh, which we can look forward to um, and 
yeah we've uh, we're going to explore the world of australian whiskey hopefully a little bit of a different episode because we're going to do a selection of whiskies uh, and maybe an accompanying blog as well uh, similar to the accompanying blog i've done for this one with the the 2019 whiskies you gifted me for christmas so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes um but other than that there we go that's our that's uh, series nine episode one done any final words andy no, just they can speak in the blogs. They can check out our Fetter Cairn 12 and 28 um, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, blog, which went up a few days ago. A couple of interesting interesting whiskies. Yeah, and, yeah and definitely, I mean, obvi- definitely obvi- equal effort on that blog as well. Joint blog for a change. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, d- you definitely didn't do 10 times the work I did for it. No, so, no, uh, it's good. It's good. Um, <laughs> It's just it's just drinking whiskey and saying what you think. You know, there's nothing to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin the. Everyone, everyone's going to get our trick now. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. As if that um, wasn't obvious. Uh, um, well, anyway, we'll, we'll look forward to all our future episodes then. And uh, uh, in the meantime, I hope you guys uh, listening to the podcast have a, a great couple of weeks. We'll see you for our Aussie episode in a few weeks' time. Uh, and in the meantime. Uh, is that going to involve uh, Stu's amazing Australian accent impression? I will no doubt offend uh, as many Australians as possible uh, in the meantime. Uh, we're, so. we're, we're sorry, Australia. You well, we're suffered. Po- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's enough going on in Australia at the moment without me making it worse with my accent. So uh, We will uh, see everyone in the next episode. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.